0: One of my most exciting things in the world, and I mean this truly, is to chat with uh, young scientists who are doing work that has the potential to really improve our lives. Uh, Ambika Grover, is a student at Andrew Bramante's famed Greenwich High School Science Research Program. And she is a student at Greenwich High School, and she has just won, I believe it's a sixth-place finish in a nationwide most prestigious contest, the Regeneron Science Research Contest, uh, giving her a total of $80,000, which she can use for her own purposes. Um, Ambika Grover, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. So, can you tell us, tell us the research that you won the award for?
2: Sure. So, my research focused on basically engineering a new therapeutic to treat um, a type of stroke called an ischemic stroke, which happens when an artery becomes blocked by a blood clot. And so, I engineered this microbubble nanoparticle structure that can localize itself to the site of a blood clot. Um, break it up in real time and then also stop something called the coagulation cascade or basically stop the mechanism by which that blood clot would use to form again. So it's dual functioning in the way it targets a blood clot.
0: All right so let's go back a minute. How would so the ischemic stroke is that the most common kind of stroke that people have?
2: Yeah so there are two types of strokes. Um, An ischemic stroke comprises about 87 percent of all scenarios. And so the risk of an ischemic stroke is that we basically lose the ability for blood to reach our brain, which means things like oxygen and glucose um, are not circulating. And so within a matter of minutes, really people can be left with lifelong um, brain damage, which is why really rapidly treating this type of stroke is super important.
0: So my mom just had a stroke on Thanksgiving Day. It was turned out to be the second of two. The first one was the prior April, but it was not diagnosis stroke. She lost mm-hmm. vision in her one eye. Anyway, and she's doing much, much better. She's very much on the mend, but I was particularly interested in this research because of it. So let me ask you this, Ambika. So we know that one of the first things we have to do is determine what someone is having a stroke, right? And we're mm-hmm. supposed to look at the face drooping it's the fast thing, right? What, what, how do we, right. what are the, tell me about that.
2: Yeah, so what we can do is we can use fast basically. Um, and if someone is, you know, seeming off or something's not right, um, that's like a good acronym to have in mind to be able to see, you know, is this likely a stroke? But the baseline guidance is like, if you are ever suspicious, it's always good to call 911. So FAST basically tells us, is there facial drooping? Um, If you ask someone to raise an arm on one side of their body, are they able to do so? Are there troubles with speech? And the T is the time, which is the fact that TPA, which is the medicine for strokes that we have used since 1996, and is also something that is incorporated in the therapeutic eye engineers, that requires um, to be efficacious to be used as soon as possible
0: so that we don't risk another type of brain injury by waiting to give that um, medicine too late. So what is your invention that helps this process or changes this process? Yes. So right now, TPA, like I mentioned, is
2: what we use as the gold standard. But the problem is, is that it doesn't localize to the site of a blood clot and it will circulate freely throughout our bloodstream. So the first way I wanted to resolve that challenge was by engineering something that uses peptides that latch specifically onto something called platelets and fibrin. And platelets and fibrin are the two defining features of a blood clot. So the idea with my research is that it lock, latches onto the side of a blood clot specifically. Then it will release TPA just to where it's needed, and then it will also use an anticoagulant to stop that clot from forming again, because a lot of people will have something called transient ischemic stroke. So, for example, they might feel like they're not responsive for 20 minutes, and then they're fine, and that basically means a blood clot that existed very temporarily, and then the body's natural mechanism shut it down. But if we don't stop that process by which clots rebuild, then that can result in future strokes, which could be life-threatening.
0: So is this by means of a pill, Ambika? Is that what this is? So it's uh, to be
2: administered intravenously. So the same way that we give a therapeutic PPA, um, we basically find a vein
0: and give it to the patient. So this would function largely in the same way. So this would be something that you'd want every paramedic to have on every ambulance in America.
2: I, ideally, yes. I think the, one of the biggest things with stroke treatments um, is that we also have to be sure that it is a blood clot we're dealing with, because if we give, you know, something in an ambulance to someone when they didn't really need it, it can also cause adverse side effects. But certainly, yes, in every hospital, once we know, you know, this is a blood clot, this is a stroke, um, I hope that this can one day be used to, you know, more efficiently treat these types of strokes.
0: So did you combine in, in, in this IV thing that you have created, did you combine things that are used in blood thinners now, like sort of whatever they use to make up Eliquis or Coumadin or all these other things? Is that part of your formula
2: Right, yeah, that's a great question. So I actually started off with using something called dicumerol, which is a blood thinner. Um, and so you might have also heard people take things like aspirin, um, you know, to thin their blood. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that type of, you know, treatment is that it also poses the risk of, like, bleeding other in other parts of the body. So later on in my research, I actually target a new factor called factor 11, which is basically... Um, deterring this coagulation cascade, deterring the mechanism by which a clot is rebuilt, but it doesn't have the same side effect of things like aspirin, which can cause like hemorrhaging or excess bleeding in other parts of the body. So um, I basically wanted to get the benefits of using a blood thinner without actually causing, um, you know, those adverse side effects.
0: We're chatting with Ambika Grover, a Greenwich high school student, and we're talking about her award-winning biotechnological research and how it is that she has a very practical application for research, because a lot of research is promising for what it can do. But it sounds like, Ambika, that you have already, you've already taken the trajectory from an invention to the practical application of that invention as a solution in the medical world, which is pretty extraordinary. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> how, how, tell me about how you're how old, Ambika? How old are you? I'm 17. And when did you make this invention? When did you create this?
2: So I've been working on this for, um, it took me a year and a half from the additional, like initial idea initiation to actually engineering something and testing it.
0: Okay, so 15, almost 16, something like that, a long time, you know, yes. well, you were very young. And what tools did you use at your disposal to be able to invent such a thing? Mm-hmm. So the first thing is, honestly, Mr. Bermonti's science research class. Um, the way
2: it's set up is that really we can pursue any sort of um, research project we have interest in, and he's there to provide us guidance along the way. So I joined that program in my sophomore year, um, and this is actually the second research project I did in this classroom. So... I knew the summer before my junior year that I was very interested in cardiovascular disease and um, strokes quite generally, and I had a really impactful conversation with someone who had survived an ischemic stroke. And so from there, I was like, this is the field I want to contribute, um, and really delved into reading everything out there about strokes, um, learning about what scientists are doing right now to better solve the issue, and also just reaching out to current doctors and physicians who are working with um, patients with strokes and, and try to hear about some of the challenges they're experiencing as well. So all of that knowledge really just set the foundation for me to figure out how I could make a contribution.
0: And with this contribution that you've made, has this been tested on any real people yet?
2: So it's not been tested on real people, but I have basically done in vitro simulations or basically emulated how this might work in the lab. Um, So I engineered these model blood clots, which consist of little gels basically that um, contain fibrin. And I also drew my own blood and created blood clots um, in the lab to see um, if I was able to liquefy a blood clot using human blood.
0: As a result of your presentation of this research, have you been approached by biotechnological companies to begin any kind of trials, phase one trials, to see if there is a true clinical application of what you've invented?
2: Yes. um, So when I was at the Science Talent Search Week, a lot of people talked to me about my research. And the prerequisite to any sort of clinical trial is to make sure this works um, in animal models um, and in more in vitro settings. So I've actually engaged in a lot of conversations with people who were willing to help me get the resources to start that part. Um, And certainly in college and beyond, I want to keep
0: working on this research to see, um, you know, if it can really help people. Are you a senior now? Yes. So do you know where you're going in the fall already? Um, I don't know just yet, but I will know in the next month or so. Okay, okay. Well, where would you like to go? Do you want to say? Where would you like to go? What would um, be your first very, choice? Yeah, I'm very open-minded. I've actually like tried
2: not to have a first choice school, mm. but for me, it's so when I'm making that decision, it's going to be a lot about um, their biomedical programs and their research programs, since I definitely want to study that sort of thing in college.
0: Well, can I just make a plea? that you go to my alma mater, which is Johns Hopkins University, because they have an amazing biomedical community and research. And I would love you to go there. Just saying. That's so funny because I actually got accepted um, there already, but yeah, (laughs) it's a wonderful, wonderful school. It's a wonderful school and it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, and they nurture brains like yours. They, they value them and they love them. There'll be a lot of places in this country. I'm sure that'll be vying. For you, you know what I thought was also fascinating. We're chatting with Ambika Grover. in In the uh, materials I was reading about you, I see that you're also a debate champion. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty unusual combo of somebody who is so able to focus in the scientific world, but also able to communicate in a world that's traditionally dominated by people in political science and philosophy and history, and not usually the hard sciences. That's, that's quite a left-right brain combo that you've got going. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, and, and I definitely think that, one, doing debate has helped me be a better scientist in the way, I think, and, and the converse is true as well. So I definitely really love both those things. Ambika, what kind of a name is Ambika, A-M-B-I-K-A? What is the origin of the name?
2: Yeah, my parents are from India, so um, it's an Indian name. So, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of the origin of my name. Um, and
0: it means it's basically based on, um, like, Hindu mythology. Um, so, yeah. That's a very, very cool. Have you been back to India? Do you have cousins or grandparents still there? Yeah, I do. My grandparents live there. Um, I haven't been very
2: recently, but we do go visit to see everyone.
0: That's really, really cool. Did you speak a second language at home like Hindi or Bengali or any one of the other, you know, any other language growing up at home or just English?
2: Yeah, um, my second language is Hindi. So primarily we speak English at home, but I can also speak Hindi.
0: That is so cool. And because your parents must be so proud of you. Are they scientists as well? Uh, no, actually, my parents um, are not really involved in the
2: science world, but, um, they've been really supportive of everything I've wanted to do in science. Um, but yeah, this was definitely like a different thing to do, um, than what people in my family have done previously, but they've been so incredibly supportive of everything, um, you know, I've wanted to do and pursue.
0: This is such an unbelievable thing. So, you know, Andrew Bramante. um, I've interviewed many people who have come out of, um, professor Bramante's course. Mm -hmm. And um, I think he's got some kind of secret sauce going on there with the people Mm -hmm. that are coming out of there. Um, And uh, I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about this stroke thing. So do you really believe that you have happened upon a combination of ingredients that will be more beneficial than the standard treatment is now for ischemic stroke? I certainly think that this
2: approach um, is definitely has the potential to be more improved than the standard treatment, particularly the dual functioning nature of it. So, right now, we don't have a treatment that breaks up a blood clot, but also stops the coagulation cascade. So, whether the particular combination of, you know, ingredients or reagents I used um, ends up being like the most final version of the model that is used um, or not, I think that this premise of this research certainly is very promising to better help treat strokes.
0: I think it's fantastic. And Bika Grover, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, What are you going to do with the $80,000 that you've won? (laughs) I think I'll be
2: probably putting it towards college um, and then, you know, using it to help further my research and, um, you know, other parts of my education. So it's, I definitely feel very
0: fortunate um, and I'm hoping to use it to continue on this journey. It's a very nice nest egg. It's well-deserved. Congratulations, and thank you so much for joining us today. Congratulations, Ambika. What a pleasure to get to know you. Oh, thank you so, so much for having me again. We'll be right back with more of The Lisa Wexler Show.
1: Hold up.